Hello everyone and a very warm welcome to this episode of the Scottish Paddlecast brought to you by the Scottish Canoe Association. You are currently tuning in to the latest episode of People Paddle Sport series where we plan on catching up with the diverse characters across the Scottish paddle sport community. If you haven't listened to our earlier episodes of our coaching conversation series, I'd highly recommend that you do. I'm your co-host, Harvey Litton. And I'm Roger Holmes. We hope you're all keeping well and today we're talking about female participation in paddle sport. At the moment, membership within SCA-affiliated clubs is 39% female. With this in mind, we're delighted to be joined by members of the newly formed SCA Female Equality Group. We have Jess Phillip, who's the British Canoeing She Paddles Ambassador for Scotland, an outdoor instructor with Outbound Trust. Ailey Gibson, who's created the organisation Slalom Inspires to encourage more women and girls into canoeing. And Lara Cooper, the SCA lead on the Female Equality Group. Hello. Uh, hi, Hello. everyone. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us. Um, as an opener that we're asking everyone on the podcast, if you could paddle anywhere in the world, where would it be, who would it be with, and in what craft would it be in? I'll go. Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, for me, um, I'd be out on the sea in Scotland. Um, I know it's on my doorstep, but um, Scotland has some amazing um, coastal scenery um, so it'd be lovely to be out on the water, flat, calm, sunny, um, with my other half, um, friend, friends out on the water enjoying um, the wildlife and the scenery. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Mine yeah. would also be boring and in Scotland. Um, it'd be a really sunny day out on Stanley and doing a Stanley River trip where the river's really high um, in my slalom C1 and, yeah, with my family and my friends. I think Jess? Uh, yeah, my one. Um, I suppose to be doing a, uh, a whitewater um, exhibition out in Montenegro. Um, but sadly, that got cancelled due to um, the COVID um, restrictions. Uh, so I'd really like to do that because I'm really looking forward to it. Basically, the trip on the Tara River in Montenegro um, with some people I hadn't met before, meeting um, new whitewater cutters. No, no, nothing boring about Scotland, but the, the Montenegro one sounds interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Thanks for that. Uh, I guess what we'd like to hear is maybe your your journey into paddling and and probably how it's how it's led to the role you're now playing within within paddle sport. Should we go, Jess? Would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I first started paddling when I was around 11 years old as part of a swimming club. Uh, so we met kind of once once a month. I went out on the uh, started off on uh, Loch Park, um, based in North East Scotland, uh, and then branched out onto the River Spey. Um, so from there, I kind of mainly worked worked on whitewater kayak background. Um, worked continue that through through university, um, and kind of once I meet once started university in Sterling, uh, kind of branched out into different sports, uh, which currently at the moment um, is uh, whitewater stuff is my kind of um, the sport that I'm kind of passionate about and trying to work towards. Um, and once so once I left once I left uni uni. I um, started uh, started working for the Outward Band Trust, um, and through that uh, we do lots of canoe journeys and trips. So I think I've got kind of my side paddling side that I do for work, which is lots of journeys, and then also I've got my whitewash stuff, which is my kind of personal um, personal uh, paddling. Who wants to go next, Ailey? Do you, would you like to? Um, 
I was kind of dragged up on the rivers in Scotland with my parents. They were both paddlers. And so we, my brother and I didn't really get much of a choice. Um, but I was always a swimmer. Um, however, when I, about age 13, 14, I started doing some races in slalom and made some good friends and realized actually really just fell in love with being out on the water and on the waves. So that kind of started my, my love for it. And I've, I've paddled since then and progressed up the ranks through um, slalom. And I'm now a full-time athlete and based down in Lee Valley at the Olympic course um, where I train with the British canoeing setup down here as a full-time athlete. But I've also really struggled with injury over the last few years and always had this passion for women and girls in sport. So in 2018, I decided to, I just wanted to do something with this passion that I had. And I decided to run an event for the girls of slalom and to try and encourage them in their paddling journeys, whatever those looks like. So we ran this event where we had 60 girls come from all over the UK to the London Olympic course. And we had inspiring workshops. We had um, girls only paddling sessions and it was such a magical weekend that we've realized actually this is something that we need to continue and, and that was the start of Slalom Inspires and since then in 2019 we ran four events three regional ones in each home nation we had one in Scotland in Grantley and another national event and this year is got loads of stuff we've had loads of virtual we had virtual events webinars instagram lives and we're, we're launching our coaching project as well called project flow so there's loads of cool stuff going on that sounds really really inspiration that's really really interesting thank you yeah and then kind of on that on that you, you mentioned virtual webinar events what what kind of events do you put on um, so we had we had our, our Welsh event was all planned and ready to go ahead uh, in person, but then that was supposed to go ahead in, in April and obviously that was cancelled. So we made that a virtual event where we had girls come and we did like a Zoom session where we had and um, they made virtual um sorry foam boaters. We had talks from inspiring athletes and stuff like that. So that was one thing, and then we did. And we ran some Instagram lives where loads of the, the top international um, female athletes were super kind to give up their time and be be interviewed for our um, followers on Instagram live, which was incredible. And then um, we, lockdown was continuing. So we were like, oh, we're going to have to do more. Um, and we ran a series of performance webinars. So we had one on coach athlete relationships, the psychology one and a strength conditioning one where um, the, like the top experts that work with British canoeing and the British team were kind enough to give up their time to um, to chat to me and do a webinar for our followers, which was super cool to be able to like um, give the younger girls access to that expertise. Oh, that's, that's amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for that. How, how about you, Laura? Um, I started out slalom racing when I was about 10 years old um, and raced competitively sort of until injury um, sort of shifted me sideways as a young senior athlete. Um, and at that point, I got into coaching. Um, I coached canoe slalom, um, worked with the um, British junior team and the Welsh national team. But I also got sort of as injury resided, I got into my whitewater kayaking um, enjoyed lots of expeditions and traveled i loved exploring rivers over the world around the world doing multi-day trips um that sort of thing um and then got really into coaching um coaching whitewater kayaking as well um and sort of that pathway took me into doing coach education leadership running the leadership awards um 
And then I kind of about, it's probably 15, 20 years ago now, I started working more with British Canoeing, um, BCU as it was then, um, and and more latterly working with the SCA. And that work's been in sort of, it has multi multiple different roles, but um, quite a lot of qualification development. So supporting the, um, the redesign and um, review of a number of qualifications over the years. Um, and within Scotland, I work with the um, coach people who run coach education training and assessments, um, supporting them as a workforce. And and just this year, obviously, um, look, so working with the female equality group, which is fantastic. Really looking forward to um, to getting stuck in with that. I'm really passionate about raising the profile of women in paddle sport, um, as I think this really sends the message out to others that it's a space that they can, the females that they could space that they can come into. Um, it's welcoming. It's um, somewhere where they can thrive and enjoy the participation um, as much as I have over the years. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's... Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. You definitely have like a wealth of experience uh, within paddle sport um, here with us today. Um, in our notes, Jess, we have that you are the British Canoeing Machine Paddles Ambassador for Scotland. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what you hope to achieve in the role? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so the Shoe Paddles Ambassadorship is basically a, um, a kind of a an organisation, basically part of British Canoeing, and they run it every year. So basically, um, each year, a group of um, nine um, other women um, are also ambassadors. Um, so basically, you apply towards it, and then they, they choose their nine ambassadors. Uh, so the aim of it is to encourage more women into paddle sport, um, and also to kind of uh, promote women within sport, to basically allow uh, women to improve and also want to stay within paddle sport. It's really nice to see you, Jess. Um, I'm part of that community and it's really nice to see you being really active, um, putting posts up and that sort of thing, just sharing stories about what you're up to and um, your latest adventures. I think um, it's a really, really cool um, thing to be able to do. Um, and it's, it's really nice to actually be able, be able to work with so the, the nine other, other um, ambassadors as well who are all really passionate. Um, and luckily managed to up in paddle with two of them. It's, it's really nice to um, hear hear about their stories as well. Uh, from that, basically, I'd really like to um, in, basically seeing that friendly face and being able to encourage other women, and make them feel like they uh, they kind of belong to the community. Um, from that side, yeah, it's really nice to see all the the um, she paddles, the British canoeing kind of initiative. And you see other people that have she paddle stickers on their helmets or their boats. And I don't know, it makes you feel, makes you feel part of like something special, part of a community. And yeah, people like yourself, Jess, that are like a really diverse range of role models at the top of that, like pushing forwards and supporting the communities. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. No, that's great. Yeah, I've, I've been watching some of the posts, I have to say. It looks really good. <laughs> Just as a, a question, I mean, a question to you all. What do you think helps females actually get into paddling? And what do you think helps keep them there once they've once they found that passion and keeps them interested in, in paddling maybe long term? For me, um, well, I got started. One of the key things for me was, um, was the friendships I formed very early on um, as a youngster getting into canoe slalom at the time um but but growing up through the sport um and transferring into whitewater kayaking it was the people around me um that 
that made me want to go out and get on the river um, or go training or um, whatever it was. So definitely um, being su- sort of surrounded by like-minded people um, who are equally as passionate about um, being on the water. And I think the sport's so diverse that um, you can find your little niche in the things that you enjoy and, and it's kind of almost natural then that you meet other people who who love doing the same thing and you get to hang out together and share adventures and share, just share the pleasure that you're all getting from being on the water. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, I think as well, it's that having that really good first impression as well. So once you've had that kind of, Oh, these are really nice people and these are friendly and then, then you can build from there of getting that group of people, that, you know, you really enjoy going out with. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Certainly going in my own personal experience going from swimming where it was sometimes not a very nice environment to almost immediately making friends and canoeing that's that's what kept me into this in the sport and I see that through all the young girls with slalom and spires like and and my friends now like it's really lifelong friends that you make with canoeing and and that's what keeps particularly females I think in the sport well, that's really good. Ailey, a, a term you used earlier, role models, um, that, that's kind of stuck with me. Um, how do you feel like they've played a part in your paddling career? I guess this, this is open to, to everyone. I think role models are, I mean, have shown to be incredibly powerful across everything. It's um, the Irish, uh, I can't quite remember what organisation, but in, in Ireland they had a campaign that said, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And I, that really did stick with me because I think um, if, if you see people that you can relate to plastered across media or in person, yeah, then you feel like, oh, of course I can do that. And for, for me, I had a really stark and um, striking moment that I, I realised the power of role models. Is I do C1, which is, um, and C1 women is, um, I'm developing class in canoeing and has it will make its Olympic debut in Tokyo, but it hasn't hasn't been in the Olympics before, and so there's been fewer people paddling it. And I started in 2011, like, and it had just come into the World Champs in 2010, and I, you really just didn't see women in canoes. And I, I remember seeing a, a YouTube video where Mallory Franklin, um, who's now one of the top. Sea uh, one woman in Britain. She's going to the Olympics. She, I saw her paddling C one, and I just thought, oh my god! Like, and she was getting absolutely. She was in this enormous wave, surfing it. It was just, I just think like, she is an absolute boss. I just thought that was so cool, and it made me feel like, oh yeah. So there's are there are there are other people out there doing that, and I think that's why it's so important to make sure we have someone, role models visible that everyone can feel like they were, can relate to someone. Yeah, I, I get that totally. I, I was, um, I guess as I was growing up, I was surrounded by really strong female role models. Um, there was a number of coaches when I was competing um, who worked with me. Um, one of them was, was the world champion at the time. So I kind of, I was just immersed in this environment where there were other um, women doing what I did, um, being successful on the one hand, so sort of that inspiration, um, looking ahead, looking to the future, thinking there's no reason why I can't get there if I want to. But also the sort of the role models that they're a little bit more um, um, subtle, I think that's the word I'm looking for, they're a bit more subtle and they're more like the ones who are just a, 
um, a little bit sort of maybe ahead of you. So as a youngster, it was the girls who were like a year older than me who I could sort of go, ah, oh, yeah, small, small steps, I could make it. Um, or people just doing what I did. So they might not realize they were my, a role model to me, but they were just a, a peer. Um, but they were just there doing the same job that I was doing. Um, and like you say, Ailey, they, you, I could see myself in them and, and, um, and almost never questioned it, which was, which I realized was a real privilege um, because it's not like that for everybody. Um, there's lots of people who are in that um, environment where there aren't many other females around um, to get that inspiration um, and support from. So. How about you, Jess? How, how, <clears throat> is there someone who's inspired you as you in your early, early career? Um, so I'd probably say looking, I think when I was first paddling, I probably didn't have many female role models like above me. I think mainly the like friends I had paddling around me before the main I say it's like female influence. Um, there are lots of other really really supportive male male paddlers around um, as well. But also, I think some of them that stood out was a couple of my friends uh, that I paddled around that were just kind of say if I was something doing a rapid and I was a bit scared about it, and I'm like, oh, all right, let's talk this through. And I think it was just having someone there to be like, oh, I can talk this through and see how you know what works. I think mainly it was the friends around me that I paddled with. Um, be my kind of uh-huh. I, I guess when I, when I was young it was it, it was mainly footballers but my, my, my kids all have posters of paddlers on their walls rather than rather than other sports and they're now ma- majorly into slalom and, and just paddling it's no it sounds really good that's brilliant I mean I kind of um, when I got into my sort of coaching and my um, making paddling and coaching my career um, I was also surrounded by other females in other disciplines like rock climbing or mountaineering those sorts of things who were also sort of on a similar pathway to me um, and something about just the just the fact that there were there were others around following a similar pathway um, in you know in their careers as I was um, made it seem um, okay because there's sometimes when you're when you're surrounded by females who are not outdoorsy you can feel a little bit of the the stranger in the room um, so it's really nice that sense of just being um, mixing with and spending time with other females who who have a similar mindset to you and enjoy the similar things that you do and and are following a similar path in life um, that you are and that's all that's made a really big difference to me um, coming through my my own professional development in the sport yeah I, I, I totally agree Laura and actually something you said about coaching there um at the minute, there are far fewer female coaches on the bank. And I mean, Lara, you're one of the ones that have really paved the way for um, females in coaching. Um, but I think having fewer females on the bank, really, it, it kind of just speaks for itself and says, oh, well, does that that means that women can't do coaching? And that's not the case at all. But you can see why lots of people might think that and lots of young girls might think, oh, well, coaching is not something that I can do. And so I'm sure that's a contributor to why there are fewer female coaches and it ends up being this kind of negative cycle. But what's also really exciting and um, incredible about that is when you start to have more female coaches on the back and that they're role models for those that are aspiring female coaches and then you suddenly create this positive cycle that role models really have the power to make a big change 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and um, I was really fortunate in my slalom coaching that um, I was in a, um, I was the Welsh the national coach for the Welsh team um, when I was in my late 20s. Um, and I look back now and I just feel so thankful that I was given that opportunity and the people who employed me, you know, were able to see the value in that I could bring to the team. Um, and I was probably, there's a team of um, four or five coaches and I was the youngest and yet I was the one sort of with a national coach sort of title um, to my name. Um, and I just thought that was really um, forward thinking of the organization that I was working for to, um, to see yeah just to give me the opportunity to be in that role um and like you say super thankful that i had that chance to do that so so what you're saying is it's not just it's not just the paddling inspiration and role models we need it's the coaching and leadership roles within paddle sport that we we really need to see 100 percent. and i think that'll then trickle down to that'll that'll trickle down it's been shown that if if girls that come into canoe clubs um are met with female coaches and like a female friendly environment um and or they don't have they're not mutually exclusive um that that's going to encourage more female participation and it then you create like this positive um feedback that's that's sounds sounds really good i can really relate to that um i think about um female participants so people who are paddling well you know slalom white water sups whatever um will often have subtle differences to the way that they go about moving their craft or achieving their outcomes um, and they can be really subtle so it might just be that they're a bit more um very strong technically or very strong tactically um so they're able to use the water really well in a white water environment um, and those subtle things that a female paddler might um might do to achieve something where they don't necessarily have the, the the pure strength the same strength that some of their male counterparts might have so they learn these tactics to sort of to to achieve success you know equal success and then but they're often those sort of those nuggets those little gems are hard to come by and it's not until you're you know a female coach sort of has come up through that they've worked those things out for themselves and can pass on that those subtle differences and help help other females to 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 do well as opposed to um, them being faced with sort of tactics and strategies and things that don't necessarily work for them um, and it can just be simple things like um, um, how early you might set up for a white for a move on white water um, the female paddler who's or the paddler with a bit less strength behind them will probably set up earlier and the person who's got more strength with them can leave it till later because they can just put the power on um, but something as small and subtle as that makes a really big difference to the to the paddler um, and if the coach is able to pass that knowledge on they're getting success much easier rather than trying to make a round peg for a square hole sort of thing you're just coming, Jess, you're just coming into the coach education role, aren't you? You've just done your SUP whitewater coach training, is that right? Um, I have, yes. So I've kind of mainly been doing leadership stuff and I'm kind of moving in, just starting to move into coach. Um, so I suppose it's, yeah, first step towards um, working towards uh, working towards that. How did um, how did the coach training go? That was quite recent, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was um, a week ago. Um, but yes, it was really nice actually. Uh, we had 
because uh, it's quite because Whitewash Stop's quite a small um, community. Um, we have a couple of the providers, so we had three of the providers on the same course just to come see how how different people would run it. Um, so a huge kind of depth of knowledge um, within, and then we had four kind of participants who were, who were um, doing the course to become a coach. And it was really nice just to share kind of different ideas and things. Because um, so I come so with, with a community of stuff up in the north, uh, Scotland. There's not kind of many. Uh, you maybe once or twice you'll see see people out. Um, so it was really really nice to actually just go out paddling with a load of other little stuffers and be like, oh, how did you do this and how did this? And asking advice about like you know where how where will you start with beginners and things like that. Um, so yeah, I know it was really beneficial. Yeah, it was a nice really good event. Great. That's that's brilliant. So again, a, a question to the three of you: How do you feel the work you're um, doing is helping improve female female participation um, within paddle sport? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's, it's it's early days at the moment, I guess for for the work that we're doing with the female equality group in the SCA. Um, so it's early days. We've just formed the group, so we're just really starting to get. Um, but we've been through sort of a bit of a brainstorming of ideas and things that we might do. Um, but there is loads of research out there um, about impactful things that you can do um, to support females um, when they're a minority um, population. Um, and one of the sort of one of the really key things is is the sort of this idea of supporting support and mentoring, um, social support. So the um, just helping the females along towards whatever it is that they wish to, you know, whatever their aspirations are. So putting in anything, any support networks that you can um, to that encourage and support show belief in, um, in females moving forwards. Um, I'm sure you found that Ailey in the Salem inspires of you. Is that something that you've done? Yeah, definitely. Actually, just as you were talking, I was like, Oh, that's quite good. I'm aligned with the research. Um, but Slalom as far as I feel like has um, evolved and really the main aims of the organisation now are to help the girls become the best versions of themselves and use canoeing as a vehicle to do that. So, yeah, if they want to be Olympic athletes, great, and we'll support them with that. But really, if, if they want to go canoeing for fun it's and it's it's more and it's about what canoeing gives your life it's it's about the friendships you build the confidence you gain the places you can travel to and often careers that that you go into and so slalom and bars is trying to help bring together opportunities for for that growth to happen and with our uh pro, our project flow our new um, which is female leaders on water which is our new coaching initiative we're going to be supporting 20 coaches and um, Lara's kindly said that she'd be a mentor so we're supporting 20 aspiring young female coaches with pairing them with mentors and role models and um, like Lara across across the UK um, to hopefully level up their confidence and skills in their coaching and, and to get to help them develop in their life but also to get them out on the riverbank and being role models for more to follow. Great. And that is that, that idea that just by having a network and a community of people who are working together to, to help the individual become um, thriving, whatever it is they're doing, um, is, has got loads of really positive um, research that sort of supports it. So, yeah, really good to see. I think um, females in particular, that sort of that 
sense of belonging and feeling part of a team and feeling part of a community is um is particularly important so i look forward to getting stuck into yeah. it more of that i totally agree i guess jess that's maybe maybe where why she paddles has been so successful because it's it is truly around that that bringing together people as a community uh yes definitely i think i think that has been one of the uh gains i think as well with having um like so the covid restrictions at the moment we've been able to have a so like the facebook group we actually be able to talk and have a um a community without even um needing to meet up uh which has been really good um, I think as well with the equality group, I think you have mentioned that there's also a group uh, for the Scottish um, Scottish women's paddling community as well. So it, it kind of narrows down into um, Scotland as well, which I think is it's been super popular. Um, it went from very few members to um, over I think it's over 400 now or more. I checked this morning; it's on 560. Oh, as wow. We, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, no. Growth has been enormous. I've been overwhelmed really by how quickly um, it's, well, we, it set up just over two months ago. Um, and I remember going, yay, we've got to 100. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then before you know it, we're on like 250. And yeah, and, and, that, um, and that sort of, um, the momentum has, hasn't slowed down yet, uh, which just goes to show that power of sort of being part of something, um, feeling like you belong, that sense of belonging. Um, you know, just the fact that you can sort of go, there's 560 odd other women who like paddling in Scotland. You know, it's not just me um, in my you know day to day world, which is which is usually um, quite devoid of other females. Um, but actually, there's loads of us um, who all share similar passions for the sport, and that's really powerful. I think to um, yeah to to help people. Um, and the questions the topics that come up are, are great. Um, there's usually loads of sort of, there's some really nice just connecting people. I'm new to the area. I'd like to go paddling anybody around or I'm looking for places to go near Fort William and um, all that. Or, um, or questions about kit, um, trying, to, trying to find paddler, female paddlers trying to find kit that fits them can be really challenging. Um, Jess, I heard you sharing a story the other day about how you managed to get a dry suit that works for you. Um, so for for me, it's um, so my dress it doesn't quite fit me right, um, but it's having different different ways. So because I've got my uh, with white water socks, I've got my pads and things. It actually makes it makes the the legs fit and the, uh, the size, and also having so like the buoyancy over the top. Uh, but equally from that, I'd quite I'd rec- definitely recommend people to get um, maybe a bit a custom one if they can, um, just because it actually will actually fit them. Um, but there are definitely ways. So um, if you are being able to cinch in the knees and things, because um, definitely in so some of the paddlers with white water up There's one uh, one guy called Andy Ng. Who, um, you so basically know when he's about to go down a rapid. Cause he sets what's called setting your height. So he goes on his knees, but he'll hike his trousers up, so hike his dry trousers up, and then go down for like the squat to get really low. Um, and so you need to have that kind of flexibility in the suit to actually be able to do a nice squat so you don't fall off. Um, the importance of that is <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is really hard for like I think we, we've talked about this sort of sense of belonging and feeling part of a community and um, and if your kit doesn't fit you very well or it doesn't look you know you don't, you don't feel like you look the part because you can't get the kit to fit you um, or um, so yeah you kind of feel like um, you can't perform like Jess says because it 
because it's if it's not a good size um but often you see on the Facebook groups, people will say, oh, you know, I'm a size 14 and I'm this high and I'm looking for a buoyancy age. You know, what's, what have other people tried? And loads of really nice sharing of ideas. And, um, and at the end of the day, people need to try kit on because everyone's such a unique shapes and sizes. But just that, just helping um, women to find the kit that does fit well and that they feel comfortable in and they feel, you know, looks, looks how they want to look. Um, it's really important. I, I've noticed that throughout this, we've obviously mentioned the, the female equality group, which is being on the um, equality group myself. We sort of wanted to arrange these various other groups to support other areas of equality. And the first first one to be set up was female equality group with um, actually people who'd applied to be um, She Paddles ambassadors, as, as Jess was one of them, and then took advantage of that and formed the, the first, um, the female equality group. I guess it's, it's been really good in the fact that we've had lockdown in some ways and the fact that it really got gained some momentum early on. And you've mentioned the Facebook book page. Maybe, maybe you could tell us some of the other things you're, you're thinking about doing or working on at, at present. It's early days. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, trying to, we're trying to do some, um, trying to do more media stuff. Um, so that we can get a bit more presence out in Scottish Paddler on the SCA website um, with things that are just raising the profile of female paddlers because there's loads of, um, there's like 39% of club members as female is actually really high for for, for an outdoor sport. Um, that's, you know, we're in a really good place um, with lots of female participation, but but just trying to make sure that they are that the women are really visible um, in the images we use and the stories we tell and the, the people who get involved in um, in the writing the articles and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, we're doing a bit of that. Um, I don't know if you, Jess, Ailey, can you guys think of some of the? Um, well, I know from the raising awareness, there's been people have been writing articles as well, so that way of making it more present. Um, I just uh, actually a quick mention is the SUP, SUP magazine for the UK is doing a, an all women for the its next issue is actually uh, one for women. So it's either written by women or about women um, right. at the moment. So I think we've also been doing that as part of the quality group, doing, writing bits of articles and they like the podcast as well, just mm-hmm. so people can hear what's happening. Um, and there's been lots of, um, lots of responses to that as well, of other people being really interested which is really nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think like just increasing that presence if you if if you see just back to that role models again if you see women doing loads and loads of different things all across Scotland then that's both inspiring and <clears throat> also will hopefully encourage other people to share their stories and um it just puts across a really positive image. I think we what we've been talking about community even just having I mean we 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 are really early on we've just been sharing ideas um, in the female equality group, but just bringing together a whole bunch of women in the UK in sorry, in Scotland that all share this passion or wanting to increase female participation. Like, and when you're around like-minded people, you're going to, I don't know, bounce off each other and inspire each other and do think, Oh, that's a great idea. I wonder if we could do that. And loads of ideas come. So I think although we are early, our, our early days, it seems it feels exciting for for what to come for what's mm-hmm. to come 
yeah yeah i think it's um it's worth one of the things on the on our on our um sort of that list of evolving ideas is um is to try and run some more female specific events some face-to-face events and now's obviously not the time to start planning those things too too detailed given covid um but the scottish women paddling symposium that's been running for years um bringing um providing coaching opportunities um, for females to come together um, and get on the water. Um, and those type of events are grow- really um, growing in popularity. Um, so one of the team is really keen to, um, to run something in the Trossachs area, in the calendar area. Um, and so we're just looking at that as a potential um, ideas like running some, um, trying to link in with something on international women's day, um, trying to promote more of the female specific um, face-to-face events and trying to get those going um, but yeah we're just kind of I guess at the moment we're thinking uh, we're sort of gathering loads of ideas together and we're trying to consolidate those ideas and um, and move forward on the ones that we feel are going to be most impactful um, to get us going. That, that sounds great and like you said I know it's early days but it sounds like you've definitely got a lot in the pipeline and the listeners at home should definitely keep an eye out on social media for upcoming projects. No, that's, that's great. I'm a bit mindful of time. So I guess as a final note for, for all of you, uh, what are your top tips for our audience and our listeners at home for increasing female participation? Uh, so one, of my, one of my tips would be if, um, say if uh, new, new people are starting at your, your club um, or just, just kind of message to say, kind of, you know, I'm new, I'd really like... Um, advice or I'd like to join um, join your club I suppose that first impressions are kind of a big thing of you know kind of really try and be a you know, welcoming person there is like a massive surge of new people um, but be aware that that's the first time that they're kind of being kind of face to face with another paddler um, so I think that's being friendly and being a welcoming community. Mine I guess might be a bit more directed to people that um run groups or clubs but I'd really encourage people to put on um female only um whether it be female only come and try it sessions or or days like right at the start to try and increase that initial participation and one of the slalom communities in North Wales ran a female only uh, come and try it day for young girls and they had 16 girls come of which 12 have now joined clubs and they did some research and, and the surveys on it, and half of them said that they wouldn't have even turned up to that first day if it had been mixed gender. And so I think really the power of, of female-only um, events, comes try it, that sort of thing, does make a difference. So I'd really encourage people to think about that. No problem. I would, a really easy hit is signpost people to the Scottish Women's Paddling Community Facebook group or the UK one, um, which Jess has been talking about, the Women's Paddling Community. Um, try and encourage female paddlers to, to join those groups because they, um, they're a space where they can um, ask questions that they wouldn't normally ask. Um, from, so that it's, people see them as being a safe space where they can, they can ask what they might think is a silly question um, and they get a supportive and encouraging response. Um, or it might connect them to another paddler who lives not very far away. Um, and just being part of that little community um, can be all the difference to, to helping keep them engaged in the, um, in the sport and putting, put, share the link. So if you've, you know, promote the group, share the links, put, 
put an advert up in the poster up in the back of the women's toilet door, you know, so that people see them and, and hear about them um, and come in and join those spaces. No, that's great. That's some really useful top tips and some really inspirational things going on from, from all three of you and, and the female equality group as a whole. Um, really thank you for, for your time today. Um, have you got any, any final, final comments um, before I sort of hand over to, to Habby? I think maybe if anyone's listening and wants to be involved or has ideas and feels passionate about this, like please do get in touch, like very much really open to ideas and anything that we can do to, to be better and to put on better things. So definitely do get in touch or, or even if it is about how to um, kind of what, what Jess was saying, how to make your club feel friendly for people coming in, etc. like just get in touch. Uh-huh. Ailey, where, um, can you tell us where the listeners at home can find out more about Slalom Inspires? Ah, yeah, of course. Um, we're just Slalom Inspires on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, our website, slalominspires.com. We're always looking for volunteers and passionate <laughs> people, so please get in touch. <laughs> no, fantastic. Uh, and thank I, I, I'm sorry, I'd like to thank Ailey, um, Ailey and Jess for, uh, you know, for being part of the um, of the SCA female equality group it's you know it's a it is a um it's just fantastic to have such passion um from you know from the from everybody really who's involved but um you know we all we're all super passionate about paddling and have and have made it our our lives and our careers and um encourage other other females to um to take um to hopefully feel that it's something that you could do too if you want to um, you know, it is a wonderful sport that has so much to offer to to everybody. That there will be a niche that you that you find that you um, that yeah gives you that passion and drive and um, yeah, and just wish the all the listeners you know best of luck with that and hope you get as much out of paddling as we all do. <laughs> Brilliant, that's amazing. Um, kind of as a final note from myself the terms like-minded community and relatability have all been thrown about. And I think that's definitely really important in terms of increasing female participation and the term role model was used earlier as well. And, you know, I'm sure Roger can agree with me on this, but as I look around, all three of you are definitely role models within the paddlesport community and you're all doing great work. So thank you again for that. And thank you for joining us on our podcast today. It's been fantastic. And, and thank you again for everyone listening at home. Be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify and Apple. We hope you enjoyed listening today. And most importantly, we hope that everyone is keeping safe. Thanks, thanks again, everyone. Bye.